0: Hello, my name's Christiana, and welcome to the Oceanside Community Church podcast. We're a church in Parksville on Vancouver Island with a vision to be fully devoted children of God, fully mature in Jesus Christ, and fully alive with the Holy Spirit. We welcome you to join us weekly on this journey. For more information about our church, visit our website at oceansidecommunitychurch.ca or download our mobile app. We pray that you'll be blessed and equipped by today's teaching can we know that god forgives us remember when we looked at the story of peter and his denials and how that affirmed uh, that god does actually forgive and redeem but we might still say you know okay i know god forgives me but how do i know god loves me and a lot of us i think feel as if god couldn't possibly love us be close to us So this morning, I hope for a deeper revelation of his love for you through this passage, as we talk about three things from the text that we'll read in a second. But as we talk about love eternal, love visible, and love obtainable. And then I'll make three applications or responses to those three points. So Jesus, the night before his death, just hours before He will be arrested. He prays this prayer with the disciples. So will you stand to honor God's word and read this with me from John chapter 17 verses 1 through 5. There's always Bibles on the back table if you need one to borrow while you're here or even take with you um, home or to give to someone as a gift. But John chapter 17 verses 1 through 5. After Jesus said this, referring to verses 16 through 33 that we looked at last week, talking about his death, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. This is the word of the Lord, and if you believe it, would you say, thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, my title this morning comes from verse 1, the very words of Jesus, that the hour has come. What a statement this is in all of history has been leading up to this point. John had been building anticipation toward this moment because we read in chapter 2, verse 4, and chapter 7, verse 30, that his hour had not yet come. But now the moment is here and now the time has come for the sin of the world to be laid upon the innocent Son of God. And it's not just that the hour has come in John's Gospel or Jesus' earthly life, but the hour has come that all of history has been leading up to. A plan that was there, verse 5, before the world began. And so let's begin with this love eternal. Jesus says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. The word here granted or or gave authority uh, in the original language here refers to a specific Act in the past, in a past time where he was given authority over humanity, something that's not happening now, but has actually already happened previously. God's love for you through Christ and desire to give eternal life has actually existed eternally. Passages such as John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Or Colossians 1:17 teach us that before anything was, Jesus already was. He was before all things. And in fact, we learn through the scriptures he was involved in the creation of the world. Second Timothy one verses nine and ten teaches uh, something very similar. It says he has saved us and he's called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. Then listen to this, this grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus. Try to kind of wrap your mind around this, right? Verse 9, before the world began, God's grace through Christ was already given to you. John 17, 23 tells us that the Father loves us the way he loved the Son. And then verse 24 tells us, the next verse, Jesus says, you loved me before the creation of the world. So I want to kind of do an equation here or or a conditional statement, if you will, that if the Father loved Jesus before the creation of the world, and then the Father loves us the way He loves His Son. We can make the connection that God loved us also before the creation of the world. The same way He loves His Son, He loves us. And I don't know about you, but that kind of startles me <laughs> that God could love me, the Father could love me, the way He loves His Son. I mean, I didn't even exist then. This is beyond comprehension, right? As we just sung, before I spoke a word, you were already singing over me. Before time began, his heart beat with passion for you to reveal his love for you. And that time has finally come to pour out his love to us through Jesus all of time and history has been building toward this one crescendo the hour has come for love eternal to become finally love visible let's go back to second timothy this grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time eternally but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our savior Eternal love becomes visible love through Jesus. The hour has come. It's time for God's love for the world to now finally be revealed through Christ. It's why Jesus prays in both verse 1 and verse 5, for the Father to glorify the Son so that, for the purpose that God's eternal plan and love for his people might be revealed so that he can finally make it visible but how will it be revealed how will it may be made visible so that we know well through the cross through jesus jesus is speaking of the cross where the full revelation of god's visible love will be revealed at the cross god's eternal love for you and me becomes god's visible love so that we might never doubt it it's an eternal everlasting sign of god's willingness To not just forgive you, but accept you and love you. Love eternal becomes love visible at the cross. And now lastly, the good news is it is also love obtainable. This is love within reach. It's not far away. You are actually capable of receiving it. Verse 5, or sorry, verse 3. Now this is eternal life, Jesus prays, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. See, eternal life, according to Jesus, is actually not something we're just waiting for, and this is clear throughout John. It is something we might taste now by knowing the only true God through Jesus by the Spirit. I mean, do you know anybody else? who can say to know me is to have eternal life. It's amazing. To have Christ is to have eternal life, life eternal living in you. So how do we respond to this glorious truth, to this love, eternal, visible, and obtainable? Let me kind of Go through each of these points with the application. Number one, we experience his love eternal. How does eternal life reside within you? Last week I talked about Ephesians chapter 1 verse 14. How the Holy Spirit is called the Erebon the in the Greek. Meaning the, our, the deposit, the down payment, the guarantee of the eternal life that is to come. We get to taste and experience that eternal life to the fullest extent that it is possible on this side of heaven now through the Holy Spirit. We get a little feel for what it's like when the Holy Spirit resides in us and we experience it. And the way we do that is through, you know, we fast, we pray, we long for the Holy Spirit. We gather together like this in corporate worship, which is often when and where the Holy Spirit is poured out, and we get that taste of eternal life, just like on the day of Pentecost. We enter in fully to a season like this, a season like Lent, and we open up our hearts to God. We anticipate Easter and the resurrection, and we long for more of the spirits at Pentecost. We enter into these seasons. We are meant to not just know intellectually God's love. We are meant to experience God's love. I mean, if you have kids or uh, anybody, right, they don't want to just know intellectually that you love them, right? Just hear the words. They need to see They need to feel that you love them. And the Christian life is not just about knowing the right things, uh, what we would call orthodoxy, right things. Nor is it just doing the right things, right? That would be orthopraxy. But the Christian life is also feeling and experiencing the right things, what we might call orthopathy pathos the right passions in our hearts so we need all of those working together but i believe a lot of that starts with experiencing that love eternal through the holy spirit however we do of course act on that love once we experience it and so application number 2 we reveal love visible Later in this prayer, and uh, Dave, whether he knows it or not, we'll share some highlights from the rest of John 17 later in the summer. But later in John 17, verse 18, Jesus says, As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. See, the same way the Father sent the Son to reveal his love, Jesus sends us to reveal his love. See, when we receive the tremendous revelation of God's love for us, it now becomes our job to reveal that love to others so that they might know the same glorious revelation. A few weeks ago, we uh, talked about how we can be like Jesus by washing, metaphorically, the feet of others just as he washed our feet, that we reveal the way Jesus loves when we do that. And just as our actions didn't trigger God's love for us, I mean, he loved us before we even existed. We didn't do anything to earn it. In the same way, we can freely love others without concern for whether they've earned it or whether they deserve it. See, we're free to love because of the way we are loved by God. It frees us when we know we are loved. So let's learn to love like Jesus freely, with action, recklessly, even to those who don't deserve it. And then the last application is that we receive love obtainable. And the last application is is really the first step that we respond to his great love. So if you're battling discouragement or condemnation or guilt or have trouble believing God would or could love you, I want you to listen and hear the truth of his word this morning where he says, my child, I loved you before the world began. I love you with an everlasting love. I long for you. I desire you. There's nothing I want more than to be with you. It's why I went to the cross for you, to make my love visible so that you would believe. And receive. That's why I always say that I actually believe that what grieves God the most is not so much our sin. That's already been dealt with. What grieves God more is how much he loves us and how little we respond often in return. How tentative we are in our love back to him when he's saying, come. Come. I loved you before the world began. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ, Romans 8. Jesus made sure of that on the cross. Your sins been dealt with, and so lean into God's great love for you. Run to him, not away from him. So as the band come up, comes up, let's pray together. In response to this text... I believe today for some of you, the hour has come. It's time to let go of all that has been holding you back and accept God's eternal, visible, obtainable love. I can't think of a a greater way to leave on sabbatical than for you to receive his amazing gift of grace and assurance of love. And if you'd like to do that, whether for the first time or maybe it's just to reaffirm that, you can pray something like this in your heart as you commune with the God who created you. Just saying, Lord Jesus, first forgive me. I receive your grace through the work on the cross where you paid for all my sins. I choose today to now receive your love for me that has always existed before the world was even created. A love you made visible on the cross and obtainable to me through the gift of your spirit. And so I invite you through your spirit to come live in me. I desire to now live my life in response to this love to now reveal to others what I have experienced and obtains, amen, amen. Well, let's close by singing and affirming in celebration, God's great love for you and for me and for us. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, or download our mobile app for more content. If you're in the area, we hope to see you soon. Until next time, may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you as you live by His Spirit.